Hi everyone, I'm Larry Walsh and welcome to Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with industry and business thought leaders about the trends shaping the world around us. In late 2016, 2112 published its first report on specialized channel partners, or non-traditional companies and actors reselling, incorporating, or influencing technology products and services. Just who are these specialized partners? Well, they're accountants, lawyers, digital marketing firms, and the like. They're companies that have influence over technology consideration and selection. They're the companies that have connections and influence with customers. But it goes beyond that. Through the Internet of Things, we're seeing the wave of new companies just keep growing in this non-traditional space. We're seeing non-IT manufacturers that are incorporating IT components, features, and services into their products, such as smart refrigerators to digital HVAC to automated earth movers and farming equipment. As we recently wrote in our 2112 blog, the channel is getting bigger because we're seeing an influx of these new actors. An early pioneer and inspiration for our exploration of this world of specialized partners is our friend and partner, Rod Bapti, the founder and president of Bapti & Company, a leading provider of best practices and how-to information for the IT and telecom channels. His company is also the producer of one of the finest events for Channel Executives Channel Focus, which, by the way, also recently celebrated its 21st year. And he's also the founder of the recently formed Club 50, an exclusive professional networking event for channel executives. Rod has studied the advent of specialized channels for years and is right, rightfully considered the foremost authority on the subject, which is why 2112 partnered with him and his team to tackle this top subject. He joins us today to help define specialized channel partners, their values to vendors, their motivations and needs, and how they're going to grow in stature and value over the next several years. And with that, welcome to Pod 2112, Rod. How are you doing today? Very well indeed. Excellent. You know, Rod, something you know, you and I have been talking about for the better part of the last two years is this influx of specialized channels. You call them specialized. I call them specialized and non-IT partners uh, in many cases. Can you just start by giving us a breakdown from your perspective? What is a specialized channel? What is a specialized partner? I think there are lots of hybrids, but I mean, the core is um, as the cloud has become more and more prevalent, the need inside the customer has moved away from technology when they're talking to a potential partner to the business skills. And so what's happened as a result of that is if you're a chief financial officer, and you're looking at a cloud-based solution, you actually want to talk to a partner who absolutely understands far more about accounting um, and far more about finance than they need to understand about technology. And consequently, in that area, you're seeing CPAs emerging as a huge channel for anyone in the financial field, and the very smart CPAs beginning to build out beyond just pure accounting software, ERP software, HR software, Etc. Some of them building very, very substantial technology practices. The same things happening in in a whole host of other areas: marketing, uh, manufacturing, where manufacturers reps are beginning to have a significant impact. Medical field is very confused because you need um, real specialisations in certain areas, but you're also seeing uh, medical reps and medical rep um, organisations beginning to emerge as a channel in that field. So. At that end, um, there's a whole series of what you could call professional consultants um, emerging 
as a really, really powerful route to market um, for a lot of companies um, with applications in those areas. So, Rod, when you, when you talk about this, you talk about not only specialized channels, but also new breed partners. And you tend to say that they have a different level of value than what you would say is the, you know, everyone plays and the technical partners. What's the difference between specialized and new breed partners from your perspective? And are they, do they all, are the, is the value propositions for each one of these types of partners you talk about, are they different or do they have equity across the board? I think they bring different skill sets to the table. The, the new breed of partners, um, if you look into the marketplace at the moment, you're beginning to see um, new partners emerging. And these are a combination of companies with the business skills and the technical skills. So, for example, um, Accenture have purchased a number of pure marketing agencies. Why? Because they recognize that 30% of the budget for technology is held by the chief marketing officer. Who has the ear of the chief marketing officer? The marketing agency. In the same way you see companies like Publicis buying organizations like Sapient uh, because Publicis have the ear of the chief marketing officer, but they don't have the technical skills, so they're purchasing companies with those technical skills, again, because Publicists see they have the ear of the chief marketing officer and they see the chief marketing officer holds a substantial technology budget and they want a piece of that technology budget. So those are, are, are the new breed of partners for me um, that are emerging. So you have the traditional partners with the technical skills. Um, you have the specialized partners with the business skills and you have the new breed beginning to emerge which is a combination of those technical skills and the business skills. Each of them brings something slightly different to the table and where they play is dictated very much by the needs of the client. Well, it's interesting you say about the needs of the clients because it's hard for some people to imagine that you turn to your lawyer for IT advice or that you would turn to a, a building contractor who's, who's developed, who's, create or building a new office tower for IT advice. But that is essentially what we're talking about is that they are becoming a part of that, that chain of influence and purchasing and consideration. Are we not? Absolutely. Um, they, they, they bring that expertise to the table. The cloud has changed a lot of things. And one of the things it's changed is the client need. Um, if someone walks into a, most businesses today, you're not talking about for a new project how you fit it in and how you organize it on a bunch of servers in the back office. You're actually having um, a business discussion with the business owner, be it the business unit manager, the CEO of the company, the CFO of the company about what they need. And if you can't have that discussion, you're basically not part of the program. Now, you may have to bring in people with technical skills to aid that discussion, um, but typically, if you look at a lot of the big decisions that are being made today, even in the very large companies, they're being driven from the business units, not from the CIO. What makes a customer turn to that specialized partner for advice or guidance or even the product? I mean, are these specialized partners actively engaging with the customers? Are they promoting themselves as having this level of knowledge and expertise? 
or are they are they promoting that they can they have the ability to facilitate a solution or is this really happening out of happenstance i think it's a combination of all the above um i mean there there, there are a lot of um smart companies that see this as the way forward um, if you look for example um at areas like the cpas it's being driven by a number of factors if you're a CPA firm, you only have to look up the ads on television to see that your traditional income, your tax income, your audit income is under serious threat. You need uh, new ways of engaging with the customer. And what the technology brings to the table is not only a new income stream, but for example, if you're running business analytics for a customer, you can also add, okay, let me not just run that, de deliver this for you, but let me actually do the analysis for you so I can build high value professional services on the back of the technology that I'm providing. If I'm providing um, marketing automation or marketing analysis technology in the same way, I can sit with you, I can go through the results of that, I can talk about how this can help you improve your marketing statistics and the way you're going to market. And as a result of that, I'm developing incremental business for my company. So the smart ones are actively going out there and saying, this is um, what you need, Mr. Mrs. Customer. Um, and we're the people that can bring the complete package to you. Right. Something that we talk about uh, at 2112 with the vendors that we support is to not design, design your channel programs or your partner engagements based around your internal needs, but align them with the partner's profit models, their business models. What are the economic models for these specialized partners that engage in IT products and services? What's their incentive and reward for, for performing these services or providing this guidance? Typically, it's a very different business model. Typically, they're looking for a commission um, rather than the buy-sell model. Um, typically, if you look at the results from Channel Focus this year, that commission is running um, between 15 and 25% appears to be the, the sweet spot. And, and that's a very important income for them. But more important than that, they won't take on a product typically um, and really be enthusiastic about it and push it to their customers unless that product is also going to drive professional services. Most of these specialized partners um, make their money still from time and materials. So they have people um, that they're paying um, considerable salaries to. They need to rebuild that expertise to their customers. And so the companies that are really winning out in this market the companies with great technology, but also great technology that enables a CPA reseller, a marketing agency reseller, an HR consultancy reseller to bolt professional services on top of it. So we shouldn't expect them to take title in a traditional hardware resell, take title to a product and then resell it to a, to a customer where they're looking to get the product out there through some other means and attach themselves to it. Is that essentially it? Yes, it is. I mean, they're looking to, to make the sale. Um, they want to look after the customer. Um, we've had lots of discussions of, you know, who owns the customer. And in the traditional model, I'm not sure that anyone has owned the customer. I don't know that they own the customer, but they certainly have much more integrity. Um, perhaps that's not the right word. Much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Boom, 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 back up, Larry. Um, 
much more trust with the customer in terms of what they can bring to the table so that basically the customer is saying, hang on, um, I'm the chief financial officer, you're my CPA firm, you really understand what I'm looking for. Um, I'm your agency, I understand what you're looking for. So they are truly the people um, that the customer trusts to provide them with the best advice, help, um, and support. So they're actually coming in, um, they're recommending the product, um, they are in many cases implementing that product for the customer. Um, but as a, a, a CPA firm said to me, I have better things to do with my time than to bill lots and lots of small amounts to lots and lots of customers and try and collect it. I want to make the sale. I want then to receive a commission check regularly on the first of every month for everything that's being billed. That makes my life much simpler. In which case, that changes the dynamic of the way that the vendors would engage with them as they different from the way that they engage with a traditional partner. What it, what should a vendor expect when they start approaching these 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 types of non-traditional or specialized partners? We've we've gotten this question when we've talked to vendors about it, and then they say, "Well, that sounds very interesting, but what do we do for them? How do we engage with them, and what expectations should we have coming out of it?" I think the first thing you've got to do is we we've all talked about um, joint business planning. Um, and, and frankly, in a lot of cases, it, it's not been um, that professional, that convincing. Um, these guys genuinely are looking for a joint business plan. They really want to know, if I do this, how am I going to make money out of it? They have far more control because technology is a piece of their business. It isn't their business per se. And so they're looking for um, vendors who really understand how to work with them to build a business plan. They're not really interested in the technical side of things because frankly, if you're a marketing agency, if you're an HR consultant, if you're a CPA firm, you understand the product really, really well. What you need is serious help in terms of sales enablement, marketing enablement, guidance on where you can bring your people into the piece and make incremental professional services revenue. Right. That sounds a lot like the model we have today with global systems integrators, the way that vendors work with the Deloitte's and the WinPros of the world. Are we talking about taking the existing model and porting it out to companies that don't look like technology providers? Um, yes and no. Um, if you're if you're working with Deloitte, if you're working with those others, there's still and, and again it depends whether you're in the new breed partner set where technology is still very very important or purely specialized partners taking a specialized app into a customer. If you're a specialized partner taking a specialized app into a customer, um, if you look at some of the things that are being done, um, you know companies those app companies are providing. Um, turnkey web portals for their partners. They're providing detailed sales and marketing expertise to their partners. And basically, they're working very, very closely. The smart ones, for example, in, in, in the largest CPA firms, 
um, that are building a technology practice and working with the technology practice because that technology person inside the firm has to get as many of the firm's partners as possible on site in terms of this being a good thing to do. And so there's a huge sale within the organization that's required. So it's about understanding the kind of nature of the partner and providing the services that that partner requires. Um, but there's, there's definitely a huge shift from, you know, be certified, be technically competent to hang on. No, what I want from you, the vendor, is sales skills, marketing capabilities, um, access to really good marketing materials and not a partner portal, but genuinely help me market. Um, also, what tends to happen is it's a, a three-stage process. You start very much by using um, the marketing agencies, CPA firm, HR consultancy. We'll start by using and trying the technology internally. Stage two is they then start to sell it to their existing customers. And stage three is they use it as a real lever to bring new customers into the firm. Now, a lot of people will not get to stage three. Um, but if you get those people on board, you really have a genuine win. Even if they're just selling to their existing customers, um, even a small or mid-sized CA firm may have hundreds of customers um, that have potential for the products that you're taking market. Yeah. One of the questions I wanted to ask is is precisely that notion of, of customers or reaching customers or reaching markets. It always amuses us uh, at 2112 when we hear vendors talk about needing new partners or the right partners as if there's a, a pool of them out there that, that they don't know about. And that pool of undiscovered partners has undiscovered customers underneath them. But it seems as though there's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B here with the specialized partners is that they're already selling into accounts that we know about. And we, they may have an influence over expanding those accounts. And there but also the potential for them to uncover net new opportunities. I, what do you think the ratio of that is? Is that is this a an accretive new business proposition or is this about expanding within the existing base? I think it's it's both, but it's also about selling to a different person inside the customer. If you're working with a large marketing agency or you're working with a large CPA firm, virtually all their customers are going to have in the marketing agency's case um, marketing automation technology in the cpa's case um, erp and financial technology what you're doing is you're actually replacing what is tradition often traditionally um, a very large on-premise um, very cumbersome suite of technology with newer cloud technology the danger also there is um, the whole notion of land and expand um, I was talking to uh, a CPA firm in New York, and they see technology as a great route into new customers because they recognize the importance of the cloud. They're talking to the CFO. And so basically, they're going round the back of the CIO and saying to the CFO, we have this really cool technology that you can implement. It's PEX, not CAPEX. So you can take it out of um, monthly income and revenues, and we can help you implement this. 
Now, they're, really, they're then being really smart. They're going, okay, Sally, you're the CFO. Um, this implementation has worked really well. Who's in charge of HR in the company? Oh, that's John. Oh, can we talk to John? Because we also have a cool HR suite. And before you know who you are, if you're a traditional vendor with a traditional partner who thinks the account is sewn up through the CIO, you could have lost 40, 50, 60% of the business. Um, it doesn't mean it's, it's, it's a new customer. It's a new customer for the company coming in, but they've always had this kind of technology. They're just replacing old technology with new technology. And this is also a challenge for the traditional vendors because essentially, what do you do with a partner who won't make the change, who has got that cool relationship with the CEO, but you recognize that if you just go that route, and a huge chunk of the business you have in a lot of your customers is just going to disappear. Looking looking forward, Rod, five years from now, what do you think, how do you think specialized partners are going to contribute to vendors' revenue streams? Do you think there'll be a significant portion of them or do you think it's it's still going to be a, a, a relative niche compared to traditional channels? I think it depends on which market you're in. Um, if you're in the, if you talk about pure specialized partners, CPA firms, HR consultancies, legal firms, etc., um, and you have an application in that area, if they're not 60, 70% um, of your total channel revenue, you're going to be losing out. Um, if, however, um, you're selling um, more, you're selling, for example, a data center kind of capability, then you're also going to need the partners to have the technical skills. And a lot of those will be the new breed partners um, coming into the marketplace, which are a combination of those with professional skills, uh, professional business skills, and um, IT skills. So it, it really depends on where your product sits. Um, but as I say, if, if you are a software app, you are going to want those professional people selling your app um, because if you don't, someone else is going to walk in with an alternative app that's being sold by those guys and you are going to lose the business. And there you have it. You found another reminder that accountants are more than just dollars and cents by listening to us talk on Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group, a business research and strategy firm. Thank you again to our guest, Rob Bapti, for joining us today to talk about Specialized Channel Partners. And thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate you listening in. You know, For more information about 2112 Services, email us at info at the2112group.com or just come visit us, visit us on our website. And while you're at it, take a moment to subscribe to Pod2112 on iTunes and Google Play. You really don't want to miss out on a single episode. Thank you for joining. I'm Larry Walsh. <laughs>